Hi, Paul Scanlon here. Thanks for taking the time to click on my podcast. I want to spend time focusing on my primary passions of leadership, personal development, communication, growing big people. And I hope that these podcasts really help and add value to your life and to your journey. Thanks for tuning in. I think the principles I want to talk to you about, these 10 strategies, of course, don't just need to be um, at the front of a new year. As you'll see, these are all strategies for life. These are wisdom for life applicable at any stage and season of our lives. And I want you to see them that way, though we are talking about them, of course, um, at the outset of 2019. Because I think it's a good time, as you all know, for us to be um, intentional and strategic um, and, and on purpose rather than defaulting to thinking about what year we're going to have by, you know, May or June or July, etc. So thank you for the intentionality you've already expressed in, in signing into the webinar with me. Let me say a few things that I think are foundational to these 10 strategies I want to share with you guys. Uh, first of all, I want to use the word strategic about all of this and be intentional about that word because I think a lot of us struggle to have change and to have different years in our lives to the ones we are glad to wave goodbye to because we live situationally and circumstantially more than strategically as a way of life. When you live situationally, circumstantially, contextually, it means we respond to whatever's going on in our lives at that time, um, rather than lifting our chin to the horizon beyond what's immediately consuming our time and attention, and charting a course, if you like, away from where we don't want to be to where we do want to be. That is the nature of being strategic and tactical. So. See each of these things, not just as a tip or a point to put into your notepad, but to be strategically intentional about the application of each of them. Honestly, if you had even just worked on two or three of these, because 10 might be overwhelming for you guys right now, I think there's enough wisdom, there's enough movement, there's enough change potential in just two or three of these, as you'll see, uh, for you to have a completely different year or for you to be somewhere different to where you are now, um, certainly by uh, the middle of this year, if not sooner. So be strategic in your thinking about these things with me and in how you apply them uh, later. Um, secondly, I want to say that change, and that's what we're going to be talking about here on this webinar with all of these strategies, change has to be your idea. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of people that want you to change uh, and want me to change. There's a lot of other people who have a great idea for what your life should look like this year. Um, and so I want to say to you that this will not help if you are applying any of these for someone else's benefit. Um, if change isn't your idea and my idea, if the application of these principles, these strategies, are not coming from your intentionality and heart and mind, then they will not stick, they won't last. So maybe obvious, but I want to say to you, uh, don't be pressured to do any of this stuff to keep anybody else happy. It won't last. It will last if it comes from your heart and your soul. So change these strategies have to be your idea 
they are my idea passing on to you now but they must become your idea or some of them for them to become lasting in the difference they make to your life um all of that i'm going to say to you in this next 10 strategies in the next few minutes you'll see clearly will require a large degree of self-awareness and i want to say to you and it's a separate webinar probably we're going to have together to speak to you about what i've learned in the last 20 years about self-awareness but i wonder if you would make a note of that that none of this will work um, without a commitment for you guys to be more self-aware to to know what it is that's going on inside your head to know not just what you're thinking but why you think it not just what you're feeling but why you're feeling it and this ability to step back and to to intervene to auto correct your own internal narrative is the gift of self-awareness and all of these strategies will require a commitment from you to be more self-aware this year and as you go forward with these ideas and other things that i know matter to you hugely in your life this year and finally finally i want to say one last thing before i get into my first of these 10 strategies um a lot of us need to do a lot of unlearning i know tonight i'm going to be uh speaking to you about things to learn but i'm aware as i say that to you that a lot of us need to do a lot of unlearning before we try to add new learning on top of already flawed learning that we have um and so you have to commit and i want to throw this in you know as a foundation to the 10 things though it could be a separate idea on its own i want you to this year dethrone inherited beliefs in your life take them off the throne take them out of the driving seat of your life beliefs that you inherited we all inherited certain beliefs and those beliefs and some of it we're unaware of because we don't know where they came from because they were formed in us in childhood these inherited beliefs are governing outcomes you don't want but you don't know that that's what is the self-sabotaging part of your makeup as a person so you may have great intentions to change and to grow and to apply these things, not knowing that you are, have an autopilot level beneath the radar that is believing you away from, narrating you away from where you nod your head to and want to go to. I talk about this quite a lot in my communication masterclass around the world because it's part of the science of listening is understanding what i'm telling you now that we have all of us as we're listening an internal narrative that is far louder than what you're hearing with your ears so just a heads up about that and one of the reasons it's so hard to let go of what we've learned is who we learned it from if some of your inherited beliefs and mine are from people we loved people we respected people that were significant in our lives um then we had no resistance to receiving what they taught us because we saw them as a whole package great people we loved them we felt indebted to them for lots of other reasons and so what they taught us we had no filter to i want to say to you that in the last 20 years especially for me i have had to 
intentionally take out of my life a lot of inherited beliefs that that I want to say this about them and, and say this about them for you too, perhaps, that they were they were right for the person perhaps that said it to you, or the people that told us these things, they were not working for them either. <laughs> but they still passed it on to us. And I think we all do that sometimes. And some of the things that were taught to us that we learned um, were okay at that time. But this is not that time. And you are no longer um, influenced by those people. So the people and the places and the timing in your lives have changed, all of us, from when we learn those things. They are reasons enough to question them without us questioning were they right in the first place. So um, I want you to experiment this year with, with stepping away from some inherited beliefs and uh, see if you struggle or flourish without them. <laughs> because if you survive and you don't die and all these things they said would happen if you didn't do what they said don't happen, then you find out those inherited beliefs were false. But to find out that they are false, you have to separate from them and live without them and realize you did just fine, even better, without those inherited beliefs because they were never yours in the first place. So let me say some of that to you before we launch into these 10 points because I don't want you to think that these 10 strategies um, just magic themselves into your lives and, and, and mine because they don't. They need some groundwork, so that's the groundwork if you like, that I'm encouraging you guys to commit to so that these strategies have more chance of taking and becoming uh, quality additions to your life. All right, well, 2019 um, is happening with or without us, so we might as well have it happen with us uh, and be intentional about it. So number one of my 10 strategies for 2019, it's a perennial. This is one I've talked to about before. I post about it a lot. And I will keep doing it. It is reduced drama. Yes, reduce drama in your freaking life this year. Because drama has hijacked too many of us in former years. And it will gladly do it again in 2019. And drama is simply exhausting. It is not neutral. It's not an acceptable part of your relational life to put up with drama. Um, and I want to keep it in as my 2019 top 10 strategies because some of these things uh, should always be in our top 10s and should always be in the top two or three. And I, so I'm putting drama back there because it is hard to escape drama. And I want to say to you about drama you may have a radar for drama that is what I call obvious. There are some people in your life and in all of our lives sometimes that are obvious drama queens. And so we know where the drama is coming from. So we are clearer about how to reduce it by spending less time with those people and so on. That's good. But it still leaves what I call subliminal drama, embedded drama, in our life. This is the drama that comes from the people closest to us, family and friends, spouses, partners, loved ones, work colleagues, teammates, um, long-standing friends, people that are our closer inner circle. We have 
we have less of a radar or we feel more stuck with that drama because we're stuck with those people, I suppose. But I want you as you go forward in this year to be mindful about that kind of drama because you can be free of the obvious stuff and minimize your time with the people that do your head in and still have just as much drama in your life by the subliminal below the radar embedded drama because it's embedded in the lives of the people who are embedded with you doing life with you as it were it's still not acceptable you can still have a commitment to say to people i love you um i want to stay your friend i am your family but i will not anymore put up with the drama that you bring to my life and you have to have that tough conversation with people and you have to make plans to reduce your time even with people you do life with i don't care where it's coming from you do not have to put up with drama so don't and if you and it's going to be tough for some of you because you are a people pleaser by nature it's going to be hard for you to speak your mind and some of the people you're going to speak your mind to will freak out if you suggest that they are bringing drama because most drama creating people are surprised when you tell them that they create drama in your life. <laughs> it's a massive blind spot to them because they're just kind of being themselves and we don't want them to be themselves. We want them to be someone else that's a drama-free version of them. But because they're not doing that work in themselves, because they're not on this webinar to self-improve, um, you and I have to do the work to protect our space. So number one, Commit to reducing drama in 2019, especially the stuff that is more subliminal and closer at home and harder to spot and harder to talk about. Number two, I want you to think about not setting goals for this year, very popular right now. Everybody's setting goals, going to the gym, hitting the diet, trying to get out of debt, whatever the diets and, and, um, and new goals are whatever they're related to whether it's physical or mental or relational or work life or time management um i want you to habit stack instead so the second point is habit stack instead of goal set i think you will see progress better um this year if you don't get obsessed with a goal you set for yourself in you know, I want to be this weight by April. I want to be in this situation by March. I want to be here by my summer holidays to have my, you know, beach ready body by my summer holidays. Um, because goals we set at a distance and then we live with complete guilt and condemnation when we get to March and our deadline was April and we're nowhere near it so then we set another goal further out and we finish up being a slave and a servant to these goals whilst doing no constructive strategic work in the meantime so habit stacking is more accessible and i do this all the time um it's like brushing your teeth is habit stacking when you brush your teeth every day and i hope you do <laughs> good habit for 2019 if you don't um 
it's like brushing your teeth. Every day when you brush your teeth, or twice a day, even better when you brush your teeth. And I'm not uh, about to sell you any new dental product, by the way, with saying that to you. I just think it's good to look after your teeth as you age. Um, when you brush your teeth, it's not significant. There's nobody celebrating you. There's no. There's no. Uh, there's nobody um, popping party poppers. There's no balloons in the bathroom. No one's applauding you as you brush your teeth. But if you brush your teeth every day for life, you will finish up with good teeth. And you will not have to have these radical major visits to the dentist where the dentist is trying to um, recover your teeth from all the neglect that they've had over the years because that is memorable. The dentist is memorable. It is an event that you'll remember and it will be painful and expensive. It's financially painful. So my point is that to reach the goal of having good teeth, you have to do something very uneventful, very non-significant, very non-special, very boring, very mundane, very routine, like brushing your teeth. What's the equivalent of that across your life? It can just be a tiny thing every single day that you and I do that hands you the goal anyway. So without thinking about, I want to be here by July, think about brushing your teeth today, metaphorically, whatever that is, and by July, you'll be there. That's habit stacking. To live a great life, then live a great day today. Live a great half a day tomorrow. That's how you live a great life. You don't live a great life by saying, I'm going to have a great life this time next year and hope it works out. You've got to start now doing small, tiny, incremental, non-noticeable, non-celebrated, toothbrushing-level stuff. To write a bestseller, write a blog. Post something on social media, write a letter, keep a journal. That's how people write bestsellers. Don't sit down and try to come up with something amazing, due to something non-amazing. And those non-amazing toothbrushing things, habit stacking things will become an amazing difference they will make to your life. So I'm encouraging you to think about habit stacking things on top of each other, just small incremental things every day. Anybody can do that. Anybody can have it stuck. Not everybody can set a goal and keep to it. A lot of people are not wired, don't have the willpower, don't have the self-discipline, don't have the organizational skills to set goals and strategize towards them. But anybody can have it stuck. What today, tomorrow, today after can you do that will not feel special, but I promise you a week, a month from now, you will begin to see the difference, but it will be a difference that didn't come from being obsessed by a goal or from just doing simple things every day that will hand you that goal anyway a different way. Number three, learn to say no this year. Learn to say no. Um, last year and former years, you that especially need to make a note of number three, 
strategy of learning to say no, you will realize that when you say yes, but mean no, because you are perhaps a people pleaser or because you hate letting people down or because people lead you to believe if you say no, I have no help. I'm not going to get it done. No one else believes in me and give you the impression that you are indispensable to their lives. If you allow that to become the baggage, the drama, then you will keep saying yes this year again to things you should say no to. Some of the things you say yes to are more complicated than you thought when you said yes to them. So your yes is to what's presented to you, but then it becomes an ongoing responsibility, involvement, expectation people have that were not first obvious when you said yes. So stop saying yes to things that are presented to you sometimes deceitfully. Sometimes people say to you, oh, it's only going to take a few minutes. <laughs> and it finishes up being weeks of your life or hours of your life. So be careful about saying yes to this false presentation of this won't take long. Just need you for a couple hours on Saturday morning to help me move furniture or whatever. And it becomes a massive um, inconvenience, extra layer of drama and hassle to your life. So you have to learn to say no this year. And the other thing is about saying yes when you mean no. Um, if you get known for the person that always says yes, the people you say yes to send other people to you. <laughs> Go and talk to Paul. He always says yes. He's so helpful. He's so sweet. He's so kind. People don't say that about me, by the way. But they may say it about you. And so you get the reputation for being helpful, which is a nice thing to have thought about you, but it's killing you. So every time you say yes, um, it accumulates and travels to other people who mail you, call you, ah, oh, no, you helped Sheila last week. She just said you were such an angel. You were so helpful. And they flannel you. And it's very hard then to say no when you've had Sheila's recommendation of you. And this person's come already expecting you to be as nice to them as you were to Sheila. And because you love Sheila but don't know who this person is, you kind of do it for Sheila's sake. But Sheila doesn't care that you are spending hours in you know, Susan's world she sent to you, and so on. So learn to say no this year. The best book I've ever read, a book recommend for you on learning to say no, is a book called The Power of a Positive No. Get it, download it if you're a Kindle reader like me. The Power of a Positive No. And the science of the book is that knows the first word we say as kids, but no gets harder to say as we age because no becomes more socially unacceptable, as I just explained, as we age. So we tend to say yes because we're socially awkward and embarrassed about the implications of saying no. So the book is about how to say no really well. Sometimes our challenge is we don't know how to say no and it not sound brutal, it not sound rude or impolite or uncaring. So the book will help you know how to say no really well, hence the title, The Power of a Positive No. That is such a thing. All right, number four, find out what your soul loves and give it more this year. 
Number four strategy. You are, we are spirit, soul, and body. And we live in a very body conscious world. And a lot of us are taking care of our physical body, but we are neglecting our internal ecosystem. We're neglecting our soul. I do a lot of teaching, as you know, around the world on the soul, because I think we're living in a world that still I'm not getting the memo. We're still getting people. Um, it's all time high statistically on how sick we are, how stressed we are, um, how many illnesses we have that are related to what I think is an impoverished soul. Doctors are writing prescriptions all day, every day for physical symptoms of non-physical causes. They're caused by an impoverished, languishing, starving soul. So what does your soul love? Do you even know? And if you don't, you need to find out now, early in this year, what lights you up as a person? Is it being outdoors? Is it sport? Is it reading? Is it solitude? Is it being around people? Is it hospitality? Is it going to the movies? Is it music? Um, what is it? It doesn't matter what it is. List what your soul loves. Your soul loves when you do them. Another part of you comes alive, you love it, and you light up. Um, then write down five things, and then ask yourself, how much time do I spend doing those things? And the amount of time you spend doing them, um, if it's a small amount of time, then the small amount of time you spend doing them, compared to how much time you should spend doing them, because you love them, will be the size of your unhappiness. That's the unhappiness gap in human beings' lives not giving your soul what it loves because if you neglect your soul it will have outcomes in your body if you neglect your soul it will start to show itself in physical dysfunction physical breakdown physical deterioration and you'll get prescriptions to fix that but the fix is not medication as some of you know it is you have to take care of your interior world so what does your soul love Give it more this year and you will thrive in every other part of your life. You will thrive if you are happy because you are giving your soul what it loves. Don't care what everybody else thinks your soul should love. Don't let them tell you, come and do this because I love it. That's okay for them. You find out what you love and then do that your way and then be best spoke and tailor it and do lots of it this year and you'll have a fantastic 2019. Well, thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I hope you found it beneficial. And uh, I know time is precious commodity for us all, but I would love it if you would take the time to write a review or comment. And above all, maybe subscribe to my podcast channel. Thank you.